Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. I wanted to preach about Acts chapter 20 from verse 21 to 24 when Paul said that I don't count my life dear to me that I might fulfill my ministry. Well, everybody, when you are born again, the first thing God gives you is ministry. As soon as you get born again, God hands over your ministry to you. It's like when you get born, you tend to have a birth certificate, isn't it? Yeah, some of you, your own is missing, but it's part of... I mean, there'll be hospital records. There'll be hospital records. I'm talking about uh, in UK. Once you are born here, you will have some records. And it's the same way you get born again, God will give you ministry. So I don't know my ministry. It's because you are not serious. <laughs> you don't need to be told. You don't teach a child to suck. It comes with being alive. When you have life, you will know. Yet no one teaches a child how to cry. And when a child is healthy, it gets to a time, they begin to lift their head. An, an infant, after a while, they lift their head. Then they begin to get up and sit down. They sit down and they fall. Then after a while, they begin to, you don't have to tell, hey, start crawling, no. When they tell you, start. So you don't have to teach a child some things. In the same way, ministry is in you. When God calls you, he gives you ministry. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 talks about how God, oh, I like that scripture, that scripture is so powerful. What? You see what is it? So it's that, uh, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry. You have been, as soon as you get reconciled, you have been handed the ministry. <laughs> the ministry of reconciliation. I like the 19. That's not part of my text, but that God was in Christ reconciling the world to, to himself. This is very important. This is what the religious people don't have. Not imputing. Religion doesn't have not imputing. So every religion imputes your sins and trespasses against you. Because there's no mechanism in any religion for forgiveness of sins. No religion guarantees or can promise forgiveness of sins. No religion. Because forgiveness of sin cannot be given by man. Cannot be given. And forgiveness of sin cannot be arbitrary. Death cancellation cannot be arbitrary. A banker, okay, you know what, well, I'm next to just give you forgiveness. No, they don't do it like that. Oh. Oh, even one pound, they have to collect it. If they are cancelling it because they are using something else to pay for it, they are balancing it somewhere. They can't just say this, okay, no. So God cannot just forgive sins when sins have not been paid for. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. So if the wages is death, how can someone who has sinned be let off the hook go? Who should die? That's why Christ had to come and die. So he died our death so we can live his life. So God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us 
the word of reconciliation. So God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And he said, when you come, he's not going to impute. He's not going to hold this charge of your sins against you. On what grounds? Because Christ has died to cover for that sin. So forgiveness of sin is a gift. He says that forgiveness of sins might be preached to the Gentiles. Or in him, for Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, in him we have forgiven. Ah, this is nice, good news. This is, what is why it's called good news. He said, in him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We have it. It's not we are going to have it. We have it. It's not a promise. It's a fact. It's an attainment. He has attained it and put it there. So the Bible says that you have an inheritance among the saints. It's, it's there. It, once you come in, it's yours. It's yours. It's, just, it's like they say, anyone who finishes school, the government has given a new flat free. You finish that course, you have a new flat, you have this, you have this. Once you finish, just go and claim it. Because it's yours. It's, no one is doing a favor. It's just there for you. If you don't claim it, you, it's like you're on a plane. You have your boarding pass. The boarding pass, there's food inside it. <laughs> so, if you become born again, forgiveness of sin is automatic. In him, we have redemption. The forgiveness of sin in Christ, we have it. Our sins are forgiven. We are the only human beings on earth who can boast of sinlessness before God. That's why when Jesus, they brought the man crippled, the man of uh, suffering the paralyzed man in Mark, in the book of Mark, and but Luke, Luke chapter um, five, yeah, seventeen that was. And Jesus said, "Son, your sins be forgiven." They, well, they said, "Who is this man? Who can forgive sins? Who is this? Well, only God can forgive. How come he's telling people your sins be forgiven?" And he said, "Why are you having problem in me telling people forgive your sins? Your sins are forgiven. The person is sick, he can't walk." And I said, "Forgive your sins are forgiven." Let me say the harder way: rise up and walk. When he walks, then you can know I have power to forgive sins. <laughs> he said, which one is easier? Yeah, Mark. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. No religious leader can forgive sin. No religious leader. They can't. But the Son of Man has power on earth. Even before he died, he was forgiving sin. He was prescribing forgiveness of sins. Why? Because he gave to people forgiveness of sins on credit. So that when he goes to the cross, he's going to wipe it all out. We are being forgiven in advance. Those before the cross were forgiven on credit. So he says that the propitiation of sins, the atonement of sins, according to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15, to take care of the sins that were committed in the previous covenant. So it's not only ours. So, and for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of that, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. So the transgressions under the previous covenant, his death was even to cover that, to redeem it. That's why when Moses then sacrificed the blood, animal and the blood, it's called atonement. It covers the sins and it pushes the sin ahead. So God can deal with them as though their sins have been forgiven. Because according to Hebrews chapter 9, is it 9? Yeah, verse 22. Without the remission, without the shedding of blood, there cannot be forgiveness of sins. 
So there cannot be forgiveness of sins without. So when they asked Peter, men and brethren, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, 37, what must, what shall we do? Men, they were cut to the heart and they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter, verse 38, said, repent. Yeah, we started preaching the repentance. Repent. Repent. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. Sin is a big problem. Don't talk with it. Sin is a big problem. It's, that is what will send people to hell. So if you won't go to hell, your sins must be cleansed. And there's only one thing that can cleanse sins, the blood of Jesus. He says that if we, if we confess our sins, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, and then verse 9. He says, verse 7, I like verse 7, 1 John 1, 7. He says, 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light... We have fellowship with one another. See, if you don't like church fellowship, there's a problem. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Christ, his son. Oh, man. The wrath of God is revealed against all unrighteousness. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. So those of us in Christ, we can boast of the love of God. We can boast of the fact that we have been reconciled with God. There is no anger against us. First, Second Corinthians says that God reconciling the world to himself. So we have been reconciled. So there is no anger against the church people from God. Anyone outside of the church, you will suffer the wrath of God. So it says that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, First John 1, 7, cleanses us from Oh, this is, this is good. Isn't that good news? Every sin is taken care of. But pastor, why did the Bible say that some sins cannot be forgiven? The sin that cannot be forgiven is when you choose to reject what will bring you forgiveness. But if you, if you don't receive what brings you forgiveness, what, how else can your sins be forgiven? So when God, Christ offers you forgiveness, say, oh, you are not the son of God. Other people to have their own opinion. I want to check. Okay, you stay in your sins. All sins. Verse 9. I like that. If we, if we say, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and. You see, this, this all unrighteousness. Did you see appeared? The wrath of God. Uh, yeah. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful. What's the meaning of faithfulness? That means that there is a, there's a grounds. You can't say I won't because then you are not faithful. It's like a deal. Terms and conditions we have signed. This is talking about those of us in Christ. Once you come to Christ, you have signed some terms and conditions that if you confess your sins and forsake your sins, Christ cannot say, God cannot say he won't forgive you because that's not faithfulness because you have to stay true. Be faithful to that agreement. So there is an agreement between us and God that if we confess, he has to stay faithful even if he's not he doesn't want to. He doesn't have a choice. He has to stay faithful. So faithfulness is not, when, when they say God has to be faithful, it means that he, has, he's, he's, he doesn't have a choice. And faithful and just. If he doesn't do it, he has broken the contract. It's injustice for God, for you a Christian, to ask for forgiveness and God say, I can't forgive you. Because blood has been shed to pay for your sin already. He cannot have any grounds to hold sin. There's a time, there was a time I preached, I preached a message, sin is history. Sin is history. It's not a problem again for the church. Yeah, but we have to preach it out. Because some of you are bringing it. 
<laughs> I think Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9, 18 and 19. Yeah. Uh, we can go to the boldness to come into the a living way to come into the holies of holies. I've been of 18. Now, where there is this, what I'm looking for, where there is remission of this, there is no longer offering for sin because sin is not now history. So there, you don't have to do anything to take cater for your sin because there's no longer offering in this because there's remission. The sin has been remitted, removed. So where there's remission of this, there is no longer offering for sin. In the Old Testament, every year they have to slaughter a new animal, a new animal. That's why I said, as long as often as you eat this communion, you do it in remembrance of me because you are free by my blood. Yeah. My blood. Sickness came in because of sin. So then, if you don't have sin, but pastor, how can I say I don't have sin? I'm not, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about sinlessness in Christ. If you don't have sin, then sickness shouldn't be able to easily locate you. Yeah. John chapter 9 verse 1, they brought a man who was born blind and they asked the, the Lord, who sinned that this, verse, three, verse 2 and 3, who sinned that this man was born? Because normally it is a common knowledge that sin brings sickness. So many sicknesses are as a result of sins. So they saw this man who was born blind. Now it brings a, pr- a problem. Because the man was born blind. So he was born sick. But we know that sickness comes as a consequence of sin. So this man was born blind. So whose sin brought it? Is it his father or himself? That was a very good question they asked Jesus. And Jesus said, no, this particular one is unique because so the glory of God can be manifested. Whilst I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I must do the works of him who sent me whilst the day for the night comes when no man can work. And then he made some mad and healed the man. And then there was a man who came to him for sick, for healing. He healed him and he said, go and sin no more, lest a worse condition comes on you. <laughs> yeah. He said, go and sin no more, lest a worse condition come on you. Because there are certain sicknesses that were invited by sin. Yeah. Fornication is one of them. Yeah, fornication brings a lot of sickness. I'm not talking about STD. No, STD is the baby ones. <laughs> because when you have STD, how else can you have it? But when you have other sickness, which is not directly related to what you have done, it's difficult to trace it where it's coming from. So it makes it very dangerous. It's like you are can you imagine one of the dangerous things about some of this sickness outbreak is that you can be hung dealing with a patient, someone, a carrier of the virus, and he himself doesn't know it's a carrier. And it takes two weeks by which time he has affected and infected almost everybody around him. So now those who have been affected, that's why they say if you have come from any car, please, please be quarantined quickly because you yourself, you don't know you are a carrier. At least, they said, at least for two weeks. So that the thing can manifest if you, ha- you have it. You can have it without knowing. So, there, so that for sexual immorality brings sins in a way that you don't know you've got it. You didn't even know it's coming from here. It, because it's not the activity that brought the sickness. As for STD, it's the activity based. But this one is not the activity. 
the, it, said, it opens the door for that demon of sickness. So any, 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 when you are having it, then the door is open. Say, okay, which of you is available to come here now? <laughs> yeah. You will never get up the same. You have caught spiritually something. Caught, and with time it will manifest. We are to manifest. Bible says that the things we see were not made by things that appear. Yeah. So what you are seeing is not made. There are spiritual forces behind. Yeah, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 3, the last part. It says that, so that things that which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So you haven't seen the demon has entered. You haven't seen. It's not visible. But later on you will see it. The manifestation of it will begin to show. It begin to show. Some of us, there are crises we are dealing with, which entered you a while ago. Yeah, and you are now in church. So believe God. You're, now that your sins have been forgiven, your body has already been harmed. Yeah. Some of you are praying, we are praying, and then you are seeing negative, uh, you are seeing all kinds of things. It's because of where you are coming. And some people are not ready to change you. They are not ready to change. Satan is very happy with you. I hope somebody receives something. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.